this is why I love software because at the, at its core, you see a problem in the world, and you're like, I can I can do something about that, mm-hmm. and, and I out of thin air, like that. There's nothing was there except the thought of what could be, and then you write some code, and then all of a sudden. If you could give advice to somebody going to a boot camp or thinking about going to a boot camp, what would your advice be? No, don't don't just go to the boot camp and say I got this. I, yeah, like it, it it's not like going to the camp and do even doing everything that you're asked is going to be enough. It's not enough. I mean, even for me in college, I don't think even going for my degree was enough. It's not enough. Yeah. What I I believe I I believe I know what i think needs to needs to exist and correct me if i'm wrong but i i believe every developer needs to be writing small apps continually especially early on in your career yes and and i'll say and i've talked to several of my people that were interns whatever i was like i wrote the same uh, calculator app how many times yeah like it didn't matter right but is to kind of get into new technologies do i can I actually understand how to do this without looking things up or something like that? Yeah. And, and it's not for the case of memorization. It's for just that mental exercise of can I piece this together? Yeah. And and just taking a... And this is this is why I love software because at, the, at its core, you see a problem in the world and you're like, I can, I can do something about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I out of thin air like that there's nothing was there except the thought of what could be and then you write some code and then all of a sudden you've solved the problem that that is why i love software development well and this is where they say like software development has a low barrier to entry right you just need a computer that's kind of it and and an imagination yeah right i remember my well you don't even need an imagination right I mean, I think you you talked about um, your mom and her problem that she had. Like, yeah, 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 it wasn't an imagination; it was a practical problem. Yeah. So my my parents they were <laughs> they didn't have like a real job for most of my life. They I shouldn't say that they had real they had real jobs, but for a large chunk of my life, they they sold stuff. They just found stuff that people were selling for X, and they sold it for two X. Turns out that you can make a pretty decent living off of that. And I remember my mom had these like index cards where she wrote down the uh, the name of the item the ebay id the description what she bought it for and what she sold it for and whether it was sold or not or the date it was sold and i'm like mom these are index cards like i can make you it i can i can do this let's mm-hmm. and so i made this little app in java because that was the only language i knew at the time mm-hmm. i i just i started making an app in java and i i parodied it off of this note card that she did um, but I didn't know how, I didn't know about databases. I didn't know what a mm-hmm. database was. So my persistent storage was a text file that sure. I that I read, and um, it was good. But after it, it loaded the entire file in memory, and after about three or four hundred mm-hmm. entries, slow it got slow. And I was even storing images as text. Like I was converting oh. the images into binary, oh. putting it in a text <laughs> file. This file was like gigs. And this is back when like a gig was like big. A lot. A lot, yeah. But I just remember my mom, like she probably entered like two or 3,000 records into this database, took pictures. She spent like a week and it crashed. And I like, I was, I had this little thing that I, where I would like, like trim the file or like do something to make it run fast. And uh, eventually I gave up and said, you know, mom, thank you for 
being my beta user, but we're not doing this anymore. And, um, but yeah, stuff like that, like that's, I think just looking at the world, looking at the things that you interact with on a daily basis and asking yourself, how can I write a program to make this easier? I think that is what needs to supplement whatever education you have. So I think, um, you know, you kind of bring up a point. So like you said, so you said you built this application using Java because that's what you knew. That's all I knew. Yeah. So like, but how did you get to that point of even knowing it? I, I went, I went to Marquette and you had to know Java. I think that's where I learned it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know that was their, uh, no, no, the, no. It was taught in high school. That's where I learned it. So I, I learned how to write in high school, like sophomore year. And, um, I was quickly outpacing, like I was bored. I could get the exercises done in like five minutes and mm-hmm. then I would move on. And I'm like, I want to do something more. So yeah, I, I did have, I, some, someone taught me like, yeah. a, Never forget, Mr. Wrist. I like, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> One of the best teachers I ever had. Um, okay. I mean, honestly, um, for me, it would be almost, uh, Boyland. His classes were so. The the one exercise that is in my mind is he gave everybody a uh, C program or C plus plus program. There were a hundred bugs in there. You had to find them all. That's just, that's mean. Well, I mean, but but honestly, like, and, and I think that kind of, you know, I, I think you probably see like, okay, that's where I see like, okay, like, how would I test this? How would I approach this? Yeah. It's because like, yeah, I, I mean, my teach, my experience being taught was find the problem. Um, But yeah, no, when I started, I, I just knew I wanted to build games. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So I went to ABM and they're like, they're going to teach you C and C++. Great. I'm going to go learn Unreal Engine because that's C++. And then I bought the 2,000-page book. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means. I feel like when we were young, programming was like this niche thing that like you had to be like ultra passionate about. But now it's like everybody can code. Everybody... I mean, everybody's taught how to code. That was like a thing in like 2014 or 20, oh, yeah. 2018. Yeah, yeah. Like, because well, yeah, it's just a thing that... It's the future. But all those people, like maybe they didn't want to code. Maybe that wasn't like the thing that they were passionate about, but they just did it because someone said, hey, if you do this, you can get a six-figure salary. Mm-hmm. So you got... And, and, and some of those people, maybe they didn't want to go to college, so they go to this boot camp. But I, I think to be a really good developer, you have to have this like burning... Just, you need to want to learn. You got yeah. There's just I want. It's, it's I, the hunger. I wanna yeah. I I really want to write code and and not just for the sake of coding, but I really want to solve problems. And software is a way to do that. Where do you start, right? Because I mean, like you said, like you learned in high school. I learned in college, and obviously the first job I took wasn't had nothing to do with C plus plus. It was classic ASP, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Yep. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, like I, I literally went in blind. Like I was like, I, I can, I can do this, and it's just like day one. I'm like, wait, I have to turn this thing red. How do I, how do I do that? Yeah, because I didn't really. I mean, like I kind of had a MySpace, but like that's not what I learned on. So I mean, you know, luckily we we had a tool um, that you know it's we had a um, a program that to help teach, give courses, whatever it is, and like. I just sat there and consumed. I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just continuing learning. Like, I want to make sure I can do this, whatever it is. And like, that's just what I had to do to survive. What I mean, the, it, maybe was it wasn't t- that dire, but what was the tool? Pluralsight. The Pluralsight taught classic ASP at the time. 
Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, again, like, right? It's the it's roughly in the age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure they probably listed a lot of that content. I forgot they've been around for a long time. They've been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, for for me, I I can't sit and watch a video. Uh, I I'll learn a I'll learn a very specific concept and then I'll I'll like use it, it a bunch of times yeah i and more more recently i've been learning how to build games and now i've been coding for a long time but w- when you're learning how to build a game and you've never built games before like you, you kind of you, it's a whole different mindset yeah you feel like a kid again like and you know i remember like i just like let's just start with how do i render something on the screen and mm-hmm. i get really good at that and then i'm like okay well, how do i move it back and forth okay let's let's learn that and, and to kind of like bridge some gaps here. So like, again, we're coming from a web development background, right? Yeah. So everything is call and response, right? You yep. make a request, you get a response, and then you kind of, everything's interaction that way. Yep. Uh, desktop applications, similar, right? And you can have real time like polling and stuff. And those are very similar mm-hmm. concepts between desktop and web development. When you get the game development though, there's an engine running and the engine, and this is kind of very similar to like, if you're familiar with React or Vue or um, Angular, um, it has what's known as a life cycle. It's a, there's a clock. There's a clock that's yeah. constantly running. So it's um, like, you know, rendering is at the end. So first comes physics, then comes input, then comes this. Like it, it is on a clock and it is always moving. So like, and, and you know, it's just a different thought process of how do I, how do I wrap my head around these problems? Well, and and the negative side to the way that I learned it was I would I would learn how to do player input, but I I might have put it. Well, I know I did. I put it in the wrong lifecycle event, so it created problems further down that I had to deal with later on. But I don't reg- I don't I guess I don't regret learning it that way because now you know why now you shouldn't I, do that. Yeah, like when when you make the mistake and you you can see the implications of it, it'll guarantee you never make that mistake again. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I learned how to code. Um, I, and I remember too, like the, one of the first jobs we worked at, we had this, um, so we learned it was classic ASP and it was SQL with stored procedures and mm-hmm. it used ADO for the interacting with the database. And I was summers, I was working part-time with my dad drilling and I, they, there was like eight employees and I remember my dad was like, I don't know where this person is. And I'm like, Hey, I can build an app for that. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I recreated our personnel management system. I I literally recreate, like I made tables with color. It looked exactly like it. I, I saw it and I'm like, I'm going to try to build it. I built it with classic ASP. He used that too. My parents were really supportive of my (laughs) programming. Thinking back now, (laughs) he like, he made people use it. And I'm sure, like, it's like, oh, it's just this kid who built something. But I really appreciated that of them. But um, I remember, yeah, I, I I recreated that from scratch. And it was basically a glorified spreadsheet where I could control colors based on a status. Mm-hmm. Um, but just doing that, like, dozens and dozens of times, eventually you get really good. Mm-hmm.